Thank you for joining in. Thank you for listening. As always, welcome to week five of Her Soccer with Connor podcast. I'm your host, humble host, Connor Nobles. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Uh, let's see. First thing. Oh, we have a special guest this week. Uh, I watched the Orlando game with my son, Maddox. So um, I made a few recordings while we were watching the game uh, just to hear us talk and, and uh, hopefully catch a goal uh, and that kind of stuff. And um, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. And so I'll play, uh, when we start talking about the Orlando game, I'll, I'll play uh, a snippet or two of, uh, of us and what we got to talk about during the game. Alrighty. Um, want to apologize for last week's audio. That was my bad. That was my fault. And I apologize. That was totally uncalled for. Um, I, uh, I thought I thought I normally record this thing in my master bedroom, if you must know, which you probably don't. Uh, but, uh, last week I thought, Oh, you know what? I bet you I'll get better audio if I re- record in my closet. So an educated man would have maybe ran a test, but I was pushing for time, ran in there, laid it down, put it out there on the internet, and now it's out there forever. So I apologize for the audio situation, so there will be no more echo uh, effect uh, on my audio, Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, we're sounding good right now in in the master bedroom. All righty. Um, so for my, uh, so for my, uh, my game, uh, we won 5-0, played very strong, played very well. We were playing a, a team that was at the lower part of the table, so it was a little bit to be expected, but we took care of business. After losing that game I told you about, that we lost 2-1, to one, we went ahead and won our final two games by a combined score of 13-0. to zero. I didn't score any of those goals. It's okay. I got a couple of assists. Not this last game, but the one before, I got two assists. 13 goals. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. And, uh, but I'm just happy, now, deep down, I'm just happy that we won, guys, and that, uh, that we're having fun playing out there. We're, we're knocking it around, uh, and it's, it's, it's fun to go play every week. It's really exciting. I was in absolute horrid shape, though, on the field. I couldn't breathe. I was, uh, I had taken, they had given us a week off that we didn't play the previous week due to Mother's Day. And I took that opportunity to couch potato for two weeks and not get up and go run. So I was dead on the field the whole time. So I'm going to try this new strategy now on when I'm trying to run on my own. Uh, I'm going to run uh, smaller smaller increments, but try to run more often than I, than I am currently, which isn't going to be tough because I'm lucky if I run once a week outside of playing soccer. So I'll let you guys uh, know how that goes. Um, I wanted to say, uh, wanted to tell you guys about uh, Jen Buskowski. She retired this weekend. She played her final game for um, FC Kansas City. Right, Retires right in the middle of the season, which is kind of odd, but I guess it has to do with the scheduling of her next uh, bit uh, next plan of employment. Uh, she is going to uh, study physical therapy, and uh, so uh, she's retiring. Uh, they had a really nice ceremony for her at the beginning. They said a little ditty about her during player introductions. Coach brought her flowers. It was uh, it was uh, done quite nicely. Uh, one thing it uh, made me uh, want to tell you guys, and I don't think I've talked about this in a previous podcast. Um, is the, uh, the, the the salaries for the players in the NWSL. Um, to let you know how much money these girls make, 
um, you first have to know like how these uh, these teams are put together. Um, the the each team has uh, three available available roster spots for U.S. national players, like your Hope Solos, your Tobin Heaths, your Kelly O'Hara's. Uh, those players play in those spots, and those players' salaries are paid for by the U.S. Soccer Federation. So those salaries are not taken out of uh, the team salary cap. And each team also has two more available slots uh, for Canadian uh, players, and those players are uh, uh, paid for uh, by their federation. In addition to that, uh, there are four international, international spots, and those spots, actually, interesting enough, can um, this is getting a little bit off track of player salaries, but uh, the international spots, um, the teams are given four international spots, and they're allowed to trade those as well. So Boston could trade off two uh, spots to uh, you know a different team to uh, Sky Blue FC, and then Sky Blue FC could have six international players on their roster, and and uh, and leaving Boston with only two. I thought that was interesting. The total player roster is going to be 18 to 20 players. The, the, the league will allow them to sign more players under contract uh, during World Cup years or, uh, or for goalkeeper injuries and that kind of thing. Um, so having said that, the, uh, <clears throat> the team salary cap uh, for the players um, for 2016 is $278,000. So and once they break that down, that means the the players that make the minimum, that's the minimum uh, salary is seventy two hundred dollars. Seventy two hundred dollars salary for an entire year. Well, they only they pay for a six month season, but it's seventy two hundred dollars. Granted, the maximum salary is thirty nine thousand seven hundred dollars. Which is better. So, um, I think it goes without saying that the, the, the players on the, the league um, are forced to uh, get outside jobs to supplement uh, their income that they get uh, from the NWSL. And uh, it's a big sacrifice. Uh, I think, you know, they, they get players that love to play and that and um, hopefully the, the, the players... Uh, I think it's worth it at the end of the day at this time, um, which just uh, leads me to to um, my goal as as a fan for the league. And um, if any of you fans want to take an active role in trying to raise the popularity of the league, I think that'll be the the key thing to getting this thing uh, pumped up to where they can uh, cut out a piece of the pie uh, big enough for the the salaries to where the girls are only playing soccer, and that's it. And they aren't forced to get these secondary jobs. So that is my goal for the league. And uh, I want to, I think everyone, if you're wondering, uh, I would say take to social media, you know, share these YouTube videos, try to share that YouTube channel with as many people as you can. If you know friends that live in these cities, tell them, tell them that they have a team there. Show them a highlight from... You know, from what uh, one of the players from the national team that plays on their squad, um, and I think that could help us uh, get the league to where maybe a player like Jen Buskowski doesn't retire at the age of thirty for physical therapy, and maybe she plays a little bit longer, and maybe the whole talent level of the league goes up a little bit because the the players can train year round and they're not 
doing these secondary jobs, whatever the secondary, if they're waiting tables or doing whatever they're doing in addition to playing in the league. So fingers crossed on that. I uh, hope it gets uh, better in the future. And to let you know, it had the league, uh, just, to, uh, just to spend one more second on it, the league has raised it from $200,000 even to $278,000 as of this year. The first season was a $200,000 salary cap, um, and that was in 2013. Um, however, it was a modest raise to this season for, compared to last season. Uh, last season was uh, $265,000, so they only raised it $13,000 this season for an entire team's salary cap. Slowly but surely, I'm, I'm trying not to critique too much, because um, I, I would have, I'm not sure about the, uh, uh, the, the full financials of the situation. But those are the facts as far as what the players are making right now. They all have to have secondary jobs, or a lot of them have to have secondary jobs. And I would like to get it to where all the players, all the contracted players, uh, don't have to get those jobs, and they can uh, just focus on playing soccer. So getting to the games. Um, <clears throat> the first game I watched was uh, Sky Blue FC versus the Boston Breakers. Uh, how are we doing on time as we're getting into these games here? Ten minutes. Good, ten minutes. All right. Um, so, oh, my first uh, thing, my first, I just want to send condolences to Abby Smith. She's that goalkeeper I was telling you about a, a couple podcasts ago. She's my UT alumni keeper, so i got to keep an eye out for her. And she's injured and out for the season uh, with a strained ACL and a torn uh, tendon that she suffered uh, in last week's games. So I just wanted to send my best wishes out to Abby Smith. Um, the game, uh, let's see here. This was, a, this was a rough watch. I was pulling for Boston. Um, you know, my underdog squad. I love my underdog squad. That's Boston. And, um, man, uh, the, the 41st minute... Had the unfortunate own goal uh, by Cassie Coleman. Uh, Kelly O'Hara, uh, you know, always applies a lot of pressure and intensity uh, on, on the, the teams that she plays. And uh, she crossed the ball in from the right side. And uh, Cassie Coleman came up and chested it. Just came off of her the wrong direction and unfortunately ended up in her own goal. And that uh, that kind of, you know, Boston was pushing and they... they they're, they're not the bad news bears. They create chances. They just haven't finished yet this season by, for some strange reason. And, uh, and that was just a, a very unfortunate own goal. Uh, before this happened, there was a really nice uh, sportsmanship moment in the 24th minute. Uh, I want to send out some love to Julie, uh, Julie King and Tasha Kai. Uh, they had a rough tackle but shook hands afterwards, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, halftime hit. Uh, second half... Um, uh, number 17 for Boston. She created uh, a couple of chances uh, that were really nice in the, the second half. The, uh, the 56th and the, uh, the 59th. Uh, let's see here. Her name is... Uh, is it Kaya Simon? Yeah. Uh, Kaya Simon created some really nice chances. And, oh, she did a move on uh, O'Hara. She did a little ditty and le left O'Hara behind on the goal line. But then uh, tried to... Trying to bring it out just a step to give herself a nice angle on goal, but then ripped it too hard and just shot it to the moon. And uh, uh, in the 60th minute, Tasha Kai uh, went back to her rugby days just for a few seconds and got what, I looked, what appeared to be uh, be a yellow card out of frustration. And, then, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Uh, Boston uh, created a few more chances, 
and uh, the last really in the 83rd uh, with a, uh, a shot that was wide right, and the final was 1-0. Uh, Boston, I'm going to keep pulling for you. You're you're at the bottom of the table. You're 0-5. You haven't scored yet this season. Well, you have scored this season, but just not on the other team. So, I love you, and we're gonna we're gonna get through this together. Uh, moving on, game two was uh, between Orlando. That I got the that what I didn't get to watch these in chronological order. This was the one that I sat down and watched with Maddox. You guys, this was game two. With our special guest Maddox Clay Nobles. Um, we watched uh, Orlando and Western New York together. Uh, we had a really great time uh, watching the game. Lots of, uh, even though it was 0-0 uh, through the first half, there was lots of, lots of really good chances. Um, some nice reflex saves. Uh, and uh, if you, uh, let's see here. Um, and my son was there, and so we were making these recordings. And, um, oh, and then uh, here's us losing our mind. Uh, about uh, Orlando uh, getting a chance to score. Come on. We're, at, we're, almost, we're almost at halftime right now on the Orlando-Western New York game. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, how? What season of the league do you think this is? Spring. No. <laughs> like, like, how many seasons do you think they've had oh, for uh, this league? Oh! Hang on. Might be a goal. Oh! 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 Go! Get it! And they cleared it. Never mind, it's cleared. It's cleared. <laughs> We're freaking out. That was I should you know what we should just go live for the last five minutes of every halftime because uh, such is the nature of soccer that most of the goals and opportunities happen within the last five minutes before each halftime. That is flipping true. That is flipping true. Don't you curse on my podcast, young man. Flipping. <laughs> you're fine, you're fine. Then later on in the second half, we got a little tired. With the score still 0-0, we began to snack. Are those Doritos good? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're eating Doritos now. Free advertising for Doritos because the nacho cheese are just delicious. They're so good. Mm. Listen to me chewing. <laughs> Sorry, zero zero people, we're getting bored. <laughs> we have nothing better to do. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got great attention spans, don't you think? Anyways, uh, so we were having a great time. Unfortunately, I wasn't uh, rolling and recording uh, audio on us um, in the 79th minute when uh, Morgan got the only goal of the game. Uh, really great composed finish. Uh, just uh, get, they gave her an over-the-top bouncing through ball, and I had seen, and and she caught the keeper off of her line, and just uh, did a nice, nice lob shot right over the keeper's head, and, and into the goal. And and if the keeper had been on her line, Alex is fast, but if you're dribbling the ball, you know the she had two defenders right on her tail, and it seemed to me that if she, had, I'm not sure if she had to take another touch. If um, if she would have been able to be first to the ball, or if, or if they would have gone for the foul, or maybe tried to just do a running, diving slide tackle to try to poke the ball away from her for a potential corner kick. Uh, but regard uh, but regardless, yeah, it was a goal, and uh, the keeper was off her line, and and, uh, and Alex caught her and made a count, and that was the final, one zero, Orlando beat Western New York. Um, moving on to uh, game three that I watched. 
the Washington Spirit versus the Houston Dash. Houston Dash was still playing without uh, Carly Lloyd. Um, very windy place, and uh, very windy place, very windy place. Ha! Very windy game that I was watching. Um, this was an important game for the standings uh, for first place. Washington was in first place going into this game with 10 points, and uh, Houston had 7 points coming into the game. So if Houston wins, they come out, uh, they come out tied for points uh, with, um, with the Washington Spirit. Uh, let's see here. The third spirit was uh, uh, creating opportunities early on. Yeah, I found that Houston early on was struggling to connect the ball from uh, the middle third into the attacking third, and then the goal came uh, from uh, from oh the Loman header, the Loman header, the uh, 39th minute, and that was for which team was uh, talking about? Oh yeah, Washington Spirit. And a great buildup. This was goal of the week, just basically for the buildup. And I might have cheated, but I counted 16 passes. 16. One six. 16 passes leading up to the goal. Um, so uh, that would let you know. The, the, I mean, the keeper punted it out to a, to a, uh, a player. They, they worked it about three or four passes. It actually came back to the keeper. She, pat, she kicked it out to another keeper. They worked some really nice stuff up the line. And uh, leading to the, the cross and the header, and it was just a really nice goal. Definitely check that one out uh, on the highlights. Uh, Benini for, uh, oh, I'm, you're killing me, Connor. I forget. Oh, no, she plays for Washington. The uh, Washington Spirit Benini player, her last name Benini. Uh, really nice skill in the 51st uh, minute. She, had to, she tried a, uh, a scoop pass that almost, uh, one of those lofted passes where you just scoop it from a, a standstill and flick it like eight feet in the air over your uh, opponent's head. Uh, she tried one of those and it almost worked. Very cool stuff. Oh, in the 73rd minute, uh, Houston. Uh, Houston almost scored. Daly uh, had a rebound uh, volley that just went wide left in the 67th. Uh, Dunn almost scored twice. She almost scored in the 73rd, almost scored again in the 74th. Uh, great save by Lydia Williams. In the 74th, uh, you got to see these guys. There was really some good stuff. Um, another save uh, off of uh, uh, Houston made another save. Down the stretch, um, uh, Houston, you know, should have been pushing. You're down 1-0 in this game trying to get the equalizer. But down the stretch, uh, Washington Spirit had more. It looked like their conditioning was better, and it looked like they had more energy. And they, uh, and they, still, uh, they still were creating chances for themselves. In the 86th minute, Benini had a shot and uh, required a good save uh, from uh, uh, Lydia uh, Williams once again. So, anywho. Oh, no, 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 no. Lydia Williams is the other keeper. Who's the keeper for... Who's the keeper for Washington? I'm going to find out right now. Not now. What's happening now? The keeper for Washington... Oh, Stephanie LeBay, of course. How dare I? Um, yes. And uh, it was a really nice save uh, from LeBay against uh, Benini. Um, but her defense, literally, they were a set of cones out there in the 86th minute. 1-0 finish. Houston needed that one. It was a tough game. Um, I think Houston will, will bounce back once they get Carly Lloyd back from injury. Game four, Seattle Rain versus the Portland Thorns. This was like watching the first Rocky movie. This was crazy. 
Uh, I think the turf may have caused an injury in the second minute uh, to uh, Megan Mellis. Replay looked nasty. Hyperextended knee on the replay. Um, I bet you she's out for a, a day or two. I'm no doctor, but it did not look pretty. Um, let's see. The, the it was just it was just a rough game. Lots of lots of fouls. Uh, ref should have gone to the yellow card much earlier in the game, uh, but he didn't, and it just uh, just kind of got out of hand there towards the end. Uh, but in the forty yeah, excuse me forty first, uh, Nadia Nadim, the uh, Afghanistan beauty, uh, missed a one on one with Hope Solo barely. Had a one-on-one over on the right. Tried to shoot it left and just barely missed it wide left. And then, uh, but she did come back in the 46th minute. Um, this is another one of those astroturf things. Uh, there was a miscommunication between Hope Solo and her uh, her defender. Oh, and um, and uh, she was. They had played a lofted ball, lofted cross from the the left hand side. Uh, played it up about. 15, 20 feet in the air, and then it bounces, and it just, bang, just bounces really high again, and and uh, Hope came out, but couldn't get to it, not even Nadine uh, got a, a clinical head to it, and uh, scored on Hope Solo, and uh, once again, uh, condolences to uh, Hope Solo, who also uh, lost her grandmother this week, I believe her uh, name was Alice, and I believe she was very uh, supportive of Hope and her uh, her soccer ambitions, and was also uh, a very active member uh, for the soccer club uh, for the uh, Seattle Rain as well. Um, and they had a nice presentation for her with a, uh, a framed uh, Seattle Rain jersey that had uh, her grandmother's name on, on the back. So uh, I'm sure Hope played with a heavy heart and because uh, she seemed um, a little bit... Uh, I, I'm not sure what the word was, but I'm sure it was... Uh, I'm sure it was a tough night for her, and uh, my, my condolences to her. Um, 49th minute, um, a goal for uh, Seattle. Seattle came right back and got a goal uh, three minutes after uh, Nadia Nandim scored on, C- on Seattle. They came right back, got a corner kick. Great ball in from Lauren Barnes and uh, Beverly uh, Yanez. Put a mean header on it and, uh, and scored. It was a vicious header. The 70. 70- Sixth minute probably had this was this was uh, Kim Little. Where have you been all my life? She is incredible. Um, she did the uh, the over the head flick, kind of like a uh, you know it, like if the ball's kind of bouncing. You have a defender on your back and it's kind of bouncing about waist high in front of you, and uh, the the defender is directly behind you. And the goal is also pretty much she was over on the right-hand side with her, her back to the, the goal, and this was inside the 18. She flicks it over her own head and over the defender's head, runs around uh, behind the defender, and then as it's falling, she rips the right-footed volley, but it goes high over the goal. And it was like one of the prettiest moves I've seen all season. Oh, I wish she scored that one little. Oh, that was great. Keep an eye on Kim Little, y'all. So, anywho... Um, that was in the 76th, uh, 88th minute, uh, Seattle shot, uh, that was Lindsay Elston from 30 yards away, uh, near miss, just over the crossbar. Like I said, real physical game, um, and that, and, uh, Seattle players got hurt or roughed up, the ref needed to go to the yellow card a lot earlier, let me find his name, let me find it, just cause I have it right here, hang on. Washington and Houston. Where is he? Seattle. Portland. 
bottom of the page. Referee, Matthew Kreitzer. Go to the yellow card earlier, bro. Killing me. Okay. Let's see. Next game was FC Kansas City uh, versus the Chicago Red Stars. And in the 17th minute, Jen Buskowski almost scored in her final game, and she hit the post. Uh, let's see here. Oh, at the 39th minute, vicious tackle. Shea Groom got knocked down to the ground, probably lost a year off of her life. It was bad. Samantha Johnson took a yellow card for it. it in retrospect, I don't think Samantha Johnson deserved the yellow card. It was just a play where they where uh, Shea Groom did not realize that she was there, and uh, and it was just a really really hard tackle. In the uh, the forty first minute, I got a bone to pick real quick. This game was. In Kansas City. And and I understand we want to not support the away team and so on and so forth. In the 41st minute, the ball rolls out of bounds. And it's going to be a Chicago throw-in. Anyways, and the, the ball kind of ball rolls all the way up to the stands. And the, the, the Chicago player, um, it was kind of, it looked like it was a little bit wet out there. And it's on... And it's on this, what looks to be like a real thin metal surface. Very slippery. It looked like a very slippery situation. And as a fan of the game, don't you want to touch the ball? Like the ball comes over here, uh, you know, and no fans get up for her. So she has to go walk under this, like walk under this uh, fence thing that they have. Like, protect, you know, the small barrier that they have protecting, uh, not protecting, but just, uh, I don't even know why it's there. It protects nothing. Um... But a barrier between the fans and the players. She has to go under this thing wearing soccer cleats and then hopefully not not slip and fall or, you know, uh, roll an ankle while she's picking up this soccer ball that no one will just tap to her. I mean, like, in, in an amateur game, in my games, if the ball rolls out of bounds and people are watching, they simply go get the ball. I mean, and if you want to be mean, I get it. If you want to be mean, make her, or kick the ball to where she has to go get it further or, or, or something. Uh, if you want to be, if you want to be mean, but just it was a, it was a frowned upon situation. Kansas City just kicked the ball back onto the field so we can play the soccer game. I don't want to see this girl basically ice skate across this metal metal thing on the ground because no one wants to get off their ass and touch the ball. I'm touching the ball if, the, if I can get a touch uh, and kick the ball and say that I kicked the ball back to a professional soccer player, dude. I'm taking that opportunity. Who wouldn't? All these people from Kansas City apparently. Okay, said my piece, and I'm moving on. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, in the 49th, uh, poor Alyssa Mounts. You guys, this was embarrassing, embarrassingly hilarious. I hope she's okay. I hope she didn't break a nose or anything, but she took the ball straight to the face. Uh, her cross came in that she wasn't aware of. They got it on camera, and on camera, good. And during the live broadcast, they probably played the replay maybe four or five times. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Okay. You might want to check that out. 49th minute. Alyssa Mounts. Kansas City, Chicago, Red, Red Stars game. Okay. 54th minute. Uh, almost a goal. Almost a goal, but not a goal. Um, was this the game that finally ended 0-0? This was my 0-0 game, yes. And Kansas City needed this game so bad. There was a corner scramble. Nobody scored. Chicago almost scored. The ball was just on the ground in the sixth. Um, 
there was a really nice, I like to see this Sofia Huerta player, number 11 for Chicago. She, uh, she had a nice run over to the left. She shoots lefty like me, which I like, but she shot it too high. And uh, let's see. Uh, Shea Groom, oh, man. Uh, had the best chance of her game at the top of the 18. She shot just high. Everyone was shooting high, the whole league. Uh, let's see, the 71st uh, oh, the crossbar hit. This was um, Kansas City number 11. I, uh, I not write down her name at the time? No, I did not. Let me get her name real quick. But she, uh, Kansas City made some uh, nice work on this play. Uh, right over on the right-hand side, just past midfield, about four or five touches between their players. And uh, they got the ball to uh, Francis Silva. And uh, she... She took it in and shot with her left foot, and the keeper got just a piece of it. And I mean, when I say just a piece of it, I mean just a piece of it. One on one with the keeper. Keeper gets a finger, a fingernail of the cloth from the finger portion of her glove. That's all she got on it. And, uh, and, it, and it caused the ball to go off the crossbar. And I'm wearing headphones right now, or not right now, but when I'm watching this game, the second half of this game. And the announcer, oh my god, just just like, <laughs> you know, just screaming into the microphone, freaking out, and blowing up my ears like you wouldn't believe. If we can get these announcers to not scream into the microphone, that would be wonderful. Or just get better microphones where people can scream, I don't know. But my, <laughs> the announcer lost his mind and uh, almost uh, re-injured my, my eardrum. And uh, so... That was painful. Coming back. Uh, Lad Oh, then, of course, in the 73rd, right after this, the 73rd minute, Mandy Laddish had a really nice cross. Shea Groom has this diving header where she's literally in the middle part of the six. And it was just right place, uh, right time for the keeper. And uh, the keeper made the save. And uh, it was so, so close. And it was a, a listener is the keeper. They had a great game. All the keepers had great games. I guess I shouldn't just complain about no goals. I should, should be complimenting all the keepers. And, uh, came, you know, and then I'm really, you know, it was exciting for the last 20 minutes despite the 0-0 finish. Um, 80, uh, 85th minute, Katie Bowen. Um, she's from New Zealand. She had a shot that was saved uh, hockey style by, uh, by the keeper. And... Um, who plays keeper for Chicago? Is that Barnhart? I gotta, I'm starting to get the names of all the... I'm starting to learn, guys. Slowly but surely. Bear with me. Chicago. Chicago. Chicago keeper. Oh, load it up. Oh, listen, air. That's right. I already said that. Okay. So, yeah, she made another really nice uh, save. Uh, hockey save. Oh, Christian Preston in the 90th. Like, made this really nice run where she just kept pushing the ball and running onto it right down the middle of the field because she knew everyone else was dead tired, and she just made this badass run, just a dead sprint right up the field. And, uh, but she had it onto her left and tried to put it far post, and it was just it was saved easily. Just, uh, yeah, and, that, and Barnhart saved that one quite easily, yes. Uh, and then that final effort was a Kansas City corner kick in the 93rd where the header went too high. And Kansas City had to settle for the 0-0 tie at home. And that brings us to the standings, which the shocker of, I guess, this the league so far is the two-time defending champion, 
uh, FC Kansas City is in ninth place with two points from two ties and three losses of, uh, out of their five games. So that is unfortunate for them. To, uh, to give you the top four, the Washington Spirits with their win uh, go up to 13 points, uh, followed by the Chicago Red Stars and 10 point, with, with their 10 points. Uh, Portland Thorns are, at, uh, are in third with nine, uh, nine points, and they're tied with the Orlando Pride, who also have nine points uh, after five games played. And then there's my Houston, oh, tied with... Seattle and Sky Blue FC with seven points. If they had won, they'd be, they would be Chicago, Washington, and Houston all tied for first with ten points. But they didn't. They did not. Um, so, anyways, that those are the standings right now, guys. Western New York uh, has six points, and then you have your bottom two, uh, Kansas City and Boston. Um, so, thank you again for listening uh, this week. That was week five of the highlights of the NWSL. Special thanks again also to my son Maddox for watching the game with me. And uh, it was fun spending time with you, boy. All right. I love you, Maddox. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll talk to you later, guys. Special thanks goes to MonkeyMan535 for the song Happy Music, provided by freesound.org.